Welcome to the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. Here we are in the David A. Howe Public Library having uh, just recovered from so much Elvis that, that Allie had to experience for Elvis. our last episode. No, Allie, Allison, be honest. Since that last episode, have you listened to or seen or read about or done anything Elvis related as a result of that episode? I don't think so. Not a single thing. Which isn't to say that it won't happen at some okay, point. Okay, but it hasn't. It hasn't yet. It hasn't. Okay. Well, I watched Agent Elvis on Netflix. It's and how that, was uh, it? <laughs> well, it was... Uh, have you ever seen the show Archer? Animated think FX. So. It's like a really long running. Uh, it's it's really... It's kind of in that vein. And so it was a little like more violent, a little raunchier than I was mm-hmm. hoping for. Like I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like a slam dunk for me because of mm-hmm. those things. That makes sense. I thought that the humor was really sharp and I thought Matthew McConaughey was a pretty funny Elvis. And uh, it was fun that Priscilla was voicing herself. Like all, all that, that was cool. Fun. And they used a lot of Elvis music, which is cool. Like you really, it's the real music you hear mm-hmm. it and everything. So I don't exactly know how it all came together that they can like license that music, but it must right. be like a pretty sweet deal with uh, the Elvis Presley estate. So that's it. And I uh, I have been listening to more Elvis. I We talked about that Elvis close-up box set. It's a lot of outtakes and like studio takes and mm-hmm. stuff like that, which, which is really cool. I hadn't listened to that in a long time. So that's it for me. I have looked up a little miso soup. Just, just oh, yeah. seeing, just, just, to just checking the vibe of the miso soup. I haven't tried it yet. Obviously, we're waiting for our next full episode. Uh, because this is a this is a bookshelf episode where we talk about uh you know what we've been reading and watching and all that. This is very important. We have to do this. We We're do. obligated to. We do. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: the but have you tried bookshelf is both you know a a idea. Right. Here here we are talking about it, but there's also a physical. But have you tried bookshelf here at the David A. Howe Public Library that we're keeping stocked with the stuff that we're talking about. So right now it still has some Elvis Mm -hmm. and some Dungeons and Dragons from our first episode. But uh, we're going to replace it with some of the following. So Allie, tell me what you've been getting into in this last month or so. A couple things I've been reading. Let's talk books. Let's do it. Books first. Okay. I have them first on my list. So, you know. I just finished Ink, Iron, and Glass by Gwendolyn Clare. Okay. This is one my brother recommended to me. And he's really into fantasy. And I'm yeah. not as into fantasy. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. But I was like, I do take his recommendations under consideration. Okay. And he, I feel like, has a pretty good sense okay. of what I like. Uh-huh. And I listened to it as an audiobook. I started the first few minutes and I was like, oh, this has given me some like massive cringy YA fantasy vibes. Yeah. I, fantasy audiobooks are kind of a rough... Mm-hmm. I, I feel like getting into it is difficult because there's so much like world building and everything that I almost need to like see that in print for it to right. soak in. And I feel like this is really irrational and unfair, but anytime I start reading a fantasy or sci-fi book and like in the first few pages, they're doing world building where they just like name yeah. drop gadgets that they oh have and stuff. Yeah. I always find it really annoying. Yeah. And I'm like, this is a perfectly reasonable thing to do. It yeah. just makes me angry yeah. for reasons that I don't understand. I always like some books that I've read, like David Weber's Honor Harrington series makes a big deal about how their time, like how their units of time are different. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't care how many Plooglarks are in one sunrise <laughs> for you, okay? That drives me a little crazy. That's so fair. I get it. I get yeah. it. But I kept listening because I was like, Wes really likes this book. Yeah. I got to try. Okay. And I did end up enjoying it. And okay. I listened to the whole thing. All right. And I think it helped that I was like manically knitting for uh, most of it. <laughs> okay. So I got through it really quickly. Yeah. I'm married to a manic knitter. It's like every time I turn, I turn around and like the click, 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 right back to it. That's what I've been like for the last like week and a half, just like 
constant constant knitting i mean i can't complain because i have some uh, some great slippers i have a great scarf <laughs> and, and lots of uh, textile arts so it's you all know, a win yeah yeah i mean i do complain but i shouldn't right, i guess right, is right, what right. i'm saying all right, at least so, you're upfront about it. So you're feeling good about this book? I'm feeling pretty good about it. Okay. Yeah. And I also have been reading some more Discworld books. Oh, yeah. Gradually making my way through. Yeah. I am reading them in a weird order. I don't know if there's not weird order to read them in. I don't think so. No. But I read, because I started one of the subseries that he wrote later, yeah. I read the last book he ever wrote, oh. like before reading a lot of his other books. Yeah. Which I think is fine. But I was kind of like, oh my gosh, this is the last book yeah. he ever wrote. This is yeah. kind of sad. It was very good though. Oh, that's so. good. I had a sneak up situation like that, similar when mm-hmm. I was reading Star Wars books. Pre-Disney, there was this whole Star Wars expanded universe, which was very interconnected and like sort of beloved by fans. And I read this book called Crucible. And it was like right around like the whole Disney merger and everything. Right. So I read this book. I finished the book. And then afterwards, it kind of was announced that that was the final entry mm. in the expanded universe. And it, obviously, it wasn't meant to be. You know it what I mean? Just it was just kind of like yeah, just, a book. It happened to be the last book written and the farthest in the timeline. So it's like the farthest stretches you see mm. in that original expanded universe, which dates back to, you know, like the late 70s with Alan right. Foster's Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And so, yeah, I had a real, like, I feel like I should reread it. You know what I mean? Right. Because, like, I wasn't... It is a weird feeling. I wasn't feeling. soaking it in in that way. Yeah. I finished some things of note. I read Franny and Zoe by J.D. Salinger. Have you read any Salinger? I have read one or two of his short stories. Okay, but not Catcher in I the think, Rye you know that one that has, like, quote about, like, she was leaning over the balcony doing nothing I could see but holding the universe together or something like that? Oh. I came across this quote, like... It's a good line. In the internet. It is okay. a good line. And I was like, that's kind of intriguing. I'll find the story this came from. Yeah. And it's not a good representation of the story as a whole. Mm. But the story was pretty good. Okay. (laughs) Well, I love Catcher in the Rye and I never read this. And so I I read it and I finished it and felt like maybe I need to read that again now that I kind of get what it's doing because it's a little... It's a little atypical and it's in its format. You have, you know, you start with a section on Franny and then you jump to Zoe and like the connections sort of come to you as you read through it. And by the time I got to the end, it was... I just felt like I read it wrong. I need to do it mm. again. So I'm with withholding judgment on it. Okay. I, okay. I can easily say that it, I don't like it as much as I like Catcher in the Rye. But I do. I think the writing is just really sharp. I also read The Boys from Biloxi by John Grisham. I have a long history of loving John Grisham. His, his later stuff has... It's like every other. And this kind of fell into the eh section for me. Mm. It, uh, I think it just takes on too much. And it's like all about... Um, I don't know, like the like the rise of like gambling and casinos and and like this whole like harbor community and it's like organized crime and crime and like the the police looking the other way mm. and then it's you know one kid kind of grows up to be like a crime boss and one grows up to be like a noble district attorney and it felt like every 50 pages I was reading a different book. Oh, you know? that's kind of weird. And I stuck with it for a while. And then by the end of it, I was like, this just has to end, you know, because it was like character upon character and side plot upon side plot. And it really lost the thread in a way that I was not happy with. Have so. we discussed before whether you're the type of person who's like, I got to finish this book, even if I'm not liking it, or whether you're a jump shipper? Uh, I, we, I don't know that we have, but I used to be to the extreme that I will finish this book. Even if every word takes a day from my life, (laughs) I will finish this book. And this job is what really broke me of that because I try to like be up to date and I'm trying to read the book club books. And I just hit a point where it's like, I'm who am I doing this for? Right now? I sometimes like I will do a combination of like 
skimming and like reading like synopses and, and like mm-hmm. kind of piecing it together just so like I have a full picture, but it's rare. I still try to push through. What about you? What's, what's your, I'm definitely a jump shipper. Okay. I feel like it's not super often that I'll pick up a book that I don't like just because I mostly have a sense of what things I'm going to want to read. Yeah. And you listen to your brother. So, right. You know, so <laughs> that always helps. Of course. <laughs> um, but if I'm reading a book and I'm not enjoying it, like sometimes I'll be like, all right, I'm, I've gotten this far in. I'm not super far from the ending yeah. or it's not that long of a book. Might as well, or someone so recommended it. Might as well just push through. But most of the time, if I'm not enjoying it, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. There's a lot of other books I want to read. Yep. That makes sense. I read The Empire Strikes Back by Donald Gluck. Okay. <laughs> Just the novelization. Sounds I, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, you know. I uh, I do this show called The Sindorian Life with my, my college friend, Steve, and we mm-hmm. read like, we watch the Ewok shows and we <laughs> talk about, it. it's a very niche. Okay, uh, okay. But we're, we're going to do the Return of the Jedi novelization for the 40th anniversary. And I've read A New Hope and I'm reading Return of the Jedi, but I hadn't read Empire Strikes Back and I just uh, had to fix it. That so. makes sense. Unlike uh, A New Hope, this one was pretty straightforward. There wasn't a lot of stuff in it that I was like, really interesting, you know, other than they consistently referred to Yoda as being blue, which we all know is incorrect. What? That's so weird. I don't understand how that would even happen. I think it was probably just from an early draft of the script and he hadn't seen, you know, the Muppet yet. And they were probably like, oh, he's going to be blue. And then they they just never changed it. They were just like, it's fine. Well, they say Yoda is blue. It used to be these novelizations came out like well in advance of movies. Now it's kind of like the opposite. Like the Rise of Skywalker one came out like six months after. So got it. Yeah. So a lot of times they were working from earlier stuff like, you know, the classic line where Leia's like, I love you. And Han Solo's like, I know Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the book. She's like. I love you. I couldn't tell you before, but it's true. And he's like, well, just remember that because I'll be back. And it was like, ugh. Yeah. I feel like I heard that he ad-libbed the I know line. He did. I think because he was supposed to say I love you too. And he was like, I can't really see my character doing that. Corny. Yeah. Yeah. But this was also corny. Like, just remember that because it's just so drawn out. So funny. It's so much... Funny things like that. That that is really strange. You reading any uh, graphic novels, any comic books these I'm days? I'm not. I feel like I've been on like a regular, or I guess not regular, but like uh-huh. text textbooks yeah. right. only fiction, thing sure. for a while, okay. and I'm not really sure why. It's just okay. kind of. I feel like I was reading a bunch of graphic novels like right before the new year because I was trying to meet my Goodreads goal. <laughs> ah, cheat. And so I read a bunch of the ones that I wanted to, and then I was like, all right, now time to read some. Other things yeah. that I've been meaning to read. Yeah, yeah. So I just I get it. haven't for a little while. I've been slower this year. Uh, I, I did read Teen Titans Robin by Kemi Garcia. This is a YA graphic novel series. And it's um, it started with Raven. And then it was like Beast Boy. And then it was Beast Boy and Raven. And now right. it's Robin. And there's a Starfire one coming out. It takes the Teen Titans characters and sort of remixes them as a more like modern like YA thing. That's kind of cool. Uh, so I thought it worked pretty well. I wanted more focus on robin as i always do and it was a little bit more about like the the overarching story uh that's building up but i think that's pretty solid i think that's a good entry point for people who you know aren't, aren't big like comic book readers but you right. know like manga or graphic novels like that that's a good transition because it's not overly like let's put on capes and fight bad guys you know right what I mean? um and then i'm reading solo by william boyd it's another standalone james bond novel i've kind of been in the zone since mm-hmm. i picked one up again recently and for the book club here, I'm reading The Greatest Generation by Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw? That was a slight Tom Brokaw impersonation. Okay, okay. Just a, just a I was like, one. is this just the only just way 
we can say his name. Did we <laughs> Did we cover all of your reading? Um, I am also currently reading a few yeah, things. All right, let me have it. Pride by Evie Zoboy. This is uh, a Pride and Prejudice retelling. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's like it's like set in a hood where like some like wealthier people are moving in and yeah. there's like some gentrification going on. Okay. Which I feel like does a good job of capturing some of the like class disparities and things that are in the yeah. original. I'm not real far in, but so far so good. Okay. Um, did you ever read any of those like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Sense and Sensibility and Sea Monsters? I would really like to, but the yeah. issue is I just can't deal with zombies at all. Oh. And so I really want to see the movie. Sense and Sensibility and Sea yeah, Monsters. Yeah, I could probably do that. Sea yeah. Monsters I can handle. It's fun. But I really want to see the movie also because it has Matt Smith in it, who's my favorite oh, doctor sure. from Doctor Who. Yeah. And it just looks like a good time. But I'm like, I can't. I can't do zombies. Can't do I don't think we can do this. Okay. I keep waiting. I'm like, maybe one day. I will wake up yeah. and I'll feel and in my heart sure. that I am ready. Yeah. But it hasn't happened yet. Okay. Well, keep maybe dr- someday. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. Um, I'm also reading How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy by Jenny Odell. Mm. And this is about like actively resisting the way that a lot of like phone apps, social media, et cetera, oh. kind of like demand your attention. Yes. And intentionally taking time to just exist and yeah. think. And so I always find that stuff kind of interesting. Yeah. So, and yeah. my sister recommended this one to me. So, you know. Okay. I got it. you. Siblings, just tossing books your way. I know. That's great. So, is it helping? Are you putting things into practice from this book? I'm trying to. I feel yeah. like I'm not far enough in for her to have given a lot of the, like, mm. practical applications. Okay. So, it's like I'm trying to do things to apply what I'm learning because I'm yeah. like, ah. But, like, we haven't yet gotten to the part where she's like, here's some actionable steps. So, mm. I'm just, like, mm-hmm. trying random things. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely tried to be more mindful about, like phones and screens mm-hmm. and things like that this year and i mean it always it always helps when i do it but it is hard and i often get pulled into like i want to check like the library feeds and stuff right. and respond to anything that's in there and right like, i just shouldn't you know what i mean like just yeah just i can wait till tomorrow and i'm not always good about that well so. and it's hard too because like my phone is my alarm clock in the morning so it's right. like i turn it off first thing when i wake up yeah and i also like i prefer using like an analog watch but uh-huh. mine has had a dead battery for ages. And I, when I tried to change it, it like didn't work. Oh. And so now I'm like, I don't know what, what to do. do. So I've yeah. just been using my phone as like a time mm. keeping device. Yeah. Which means I have it with me like. Yeah. Pretty much always. I and I just don't like that. A graveyard of uh, dead watches. They uh, die so easily. They do. Yeah. I have a bunch of like fossil watches and those are so irritating too. Because you have to like send them to fossil to get the battery replaced. And I'm just uh. like. Well, I guess you're a doorstop now, old friend. Thanks for thanks That's for fair. keeping time these few months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to burn fossil on this episode. I'm just saying it's hard to replace the batteries. <laughs> uh, what about uh, what about TV? You watching uh, you watching any shows? I am. Okay. So Caleb and I have been watching the newest season of The Mandalorian. Oh yeah, me too. What are you thinking? I'm liking it. I'm having a good time. I'm liking it too. The um, not the episode that just came out, but like the previous one. Mm-hmm. I was like watching along Mandalorian, Mandalorian. And then I'm like, whoo, psychological thriller. Yes. Back to the Mandalorian. Yes, I that know. was a time. I know. I liked it though. I liked it. Yeah. But I was like, what is going on? Yeah. I was kind of resistant to the Mandalorian at first because we both have this thing. We both have mm-hmm. this thing about us where it's like, oh, it's the most popular thing in the world. I'm no, definitely not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Mandalorian, we kind of fell into, I think, pandemic. I think in the pandemic, we were like, well, we have Disney Plus because we're desperate and right. we, Mandalorian's just sitting there, you know. May so as well. I think, and I'm glad I did because I do really enjoy it. Yeah, it is. So yeah, good. I'm liking the new season. Uh, it's made me kind of be like, I guess I should go watch Andor. 
So I've watched mm-hmm. the first three episodes of Andor and I'm still very like whatever about it, but I've gotten to a point where I feel like, okay, so like the main plot is going to start now. Gotcha. And I'm a little bit more hopeful now. And I've heard like universally good things. Yeah. So I've heard really good things. You know, Caleb started like, it without me. And so I'm oh. now I'm like, as protest, I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it on my own. Wow. I mean, okay. not, I mostly just haven't gotten to okay. it, but, but I like to say that I'm just being passive aggressive. It felt really spiteful, but okay. No, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, what about shrinking? Do you have Apple TV? Do you watch it? I do not. Shrinking is really fun. It's uh, it's Harrison Ford, okay, uh, who we've already name checked in this mm-hmm. episode, and uh, oh, I can't think of that guy's name. Jason something from How I Met Your Mother or The Muppets. I know. I, I, I don't know what his name is. His name, but I know who you okay. mean. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, so it's it's good. It's really funny. It's uh it's kind of um I, I mean I guess I I would say it's a dramedy because it's certainly like dramatic but all very funny fun to see harrison ford doing a lighter role and not just being like stay away from my family or like <laughs> the movies he's done for the last 20 years so it's cool it's good to see uh and and also on apple uh the new season of ted lasso started which mm-hmm. i've just seen the first episode but i like it i know there are some things that i would like to watch on apple but yeah. it's like yeah. someday we'll get to it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i've liked uh, the morning show i like severance I think you'd like Severance. If you're talking psychological thrillers and like slow burns, you'd okay. like Severance. Uh, but but that's all good. But yeah, Shrinking's a good time. Jason Siegel. It's uh-huh. Jason Siegel. Okay. Uh, and then I always kind of have uh, blackish and grownish are, are sort of like my background. Like if I'm eating lunch at my desk or something like that, or if I've got some time to kill, I roll one of those shows because they just crack me up. I love them. It's nice to have those like yeah. standbys. Yep. Yep. Also, fresh off the boat is kind of in in my background when I need a sitcom. I've seen rotation. a lot of clips of that. It looks really funny, and I was like, "How do I watch this?" And it was like Apple, and I was like, "Well, great." Yeah, yeah. Someday. I sometimes, like, I'll buy a season of something on Vudu. I don't know if you ever use that app, but they usually have so. pretty good prices. And they had like a you can buy the whole series for thirty bucks like one time, hmm. and I was like, "I'll take it." Okay. And I never looked back, Allie. Any movies? Good for you. You watch? You watching any movies? I haven't really watched any movies. Okay. I'm not sure why. I feel like sometimes it's like I get into a thing where it's like everything I'm watching with people is a show that we're watching yeah. and then I just don't yeah. see any movies because of that. I was intending to go see the new Shazam movie. Uh, I didn't love the original Shazam, mm-hmm. but I love Shazam like comics, like old right. Captain Marvel comics and everything. Uh, and so I did want to see that. And I had the worst food poisoning of my life. Oh, no. Uh, the day that we were planning to go. So I spent that throwing up horribly. That's awful. Uh, but in the morning when I was just feeling a little sick, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't sleep. So I went downstairs and I watched the first Shazam at like 5 a.m. And I liked it better this time. Okay. So I watched that and I watched the uh, the Justice League movie. Which I also still had a pretty good time with. So that's oh, I saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Have you seen Quantum Mania? I, I have not. Uh, I haven't even seen the okay. previous one. All right. Oh, that's right. That's For right. no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. I'm very whatever about that. Uh, anything else on your watching list? Okay, so this is kind of a a weird and funny story. Okay. After not watching the first two seasons of Picard. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Don't. Okay. What? So Caleb came up to me. I guess a couple of weeks ago, he whenever whenever you, the yes. third okay. season started coming out, and he was like, "Hey, you know how you haven't watched the first two seasons of Picard? Would you like to watch the third season of Picard with me? Because uh-huh. it has the original like uh-huh. characters from Next Gen like showing yes. up more." Yep. And I was like, "Okay, I'll give it a try." Yeah. It's been pretty good so far. I can't imagine anything that happened in the first two seasons <laughs> having any bearing <laughs> on anything that goes forward because they're the worst like twenty hours in television history. Oh my goodness. Um, I, 
Yeah. All right. I mean, I can go with you on this a little bit. I will say that I'm enjoying season three leaps and bounds more than I have the other two seasons. I still don't feel like it's really a hundred percent true to the characters. Like I, I have trouble with the choices that they've made and in how they approach some things. I just feel like no way, no way. But <laughs> as a sci-fi piece, I think the storytelling is better. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm having a pretty good time. All right. All right. We'll see how you feel at the end. Okay. I don't think you should watch seasons one and two. I don't, I don't think you need to. I don't know if I will. Like I, I don't feel any particular motivation to. Yeah. So I probably won't. Yeah. I think you could skip Discovery as well. Like it has its moments, but it's kind of a whatever. But Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks. I haven't really watched other than now the third season of Picard. Any yeah. of the like new Star Trek shows? Yeah. Not because I was like, I'm going to boycott these, yeah. but just, yeah, it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Lower Decks has been compared to Rick and Morty a lot, which I haven't watched. But do you like that kind of show? Do you like like adult animation? I have no problem with it. Like... Is there any, I, like, do you like The Simpsons or Futurama or I have not watched Bob's either Burgers, of those. anything like that? Like, I have no objection to it, but I feel like a lot of them I just haven't happened to watch, yeah. I guess. The only thing like that that I ever got into prior to Lower Decks was Futurama. I love Futurama. But Lower Decks is, is uh, I don't know, every episode I'm like, yes, keep it coming more. And Strange New Worlds is just good classic Star Trek. So mm. I would recommend those to That's you, my good. friend. Anything else? What do you got? I've been watching the show Arcane with some of my friends. I don't know what that is. This is also one of the, everyone really liked it. And so I was like, you know what? I don't want to. But basically some of the issue was that all I heard about this was it's good. And when I was like, why is it good? (laughs) Just like crickets or like, what's it about? Crickets. It's good. Yeah. And so I was like, well, this just makes me rationally angry and I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I respect that. <laughs> thank you. I, yeah. Thank you. It'd never change. <laughs> <laughs> but then two of my friends were like, we really want to watch this. Please watch it with us. And I was like, fine. Yeah. I mean, you got it. You got to. Yeah. Anything like that. I feel like a group watch. I'm pretty much down for anything. I feel like, but going back to your zombie thing, if somebody was like, let's group watch the walking dead, I'd be like, I'm uh, going to have, it's a no for me, dog. I'm going to, that's no. I got to go. I think but I, I left watch. something on somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. My miso soup is boiling over. <laughs> Do you boil it? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. If you boil it, like you get it hot, but if you like totally boil it, it'll kill some of the like. Okay. Hey, save, good bacteria. save some of this magic for the real episode, okay, Allie. Okay. Come on. Um, And it's like. It's very beautifully drawn arcane. and animated. Arcane. arcane. Okay. And the characters are very interesting. And I guess the story is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's like pretty much just bad things happen. Oh. Like one after the other. Oh, dear. And so I feel like I'm just like emotionally like distanced mm-hmm. myself from it. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, I just, I can't really be invested. Sure. Or I'll just be miserable the you whole time. You can't be expected to be. No. Absolutely not. And so... <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel a little bad that I'm as like not into that one as I mm, am. Mm-hmm. Like I can tell that it's very good, but I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a whatever for it's you. It's a whatever for me, right. I'm afraid to say. The only other thing that I've been watching, uh, my son and I have been watching Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which I, we've talked a little bit mm-hmm. before. I don't know if on mic or not, but uh, based on the old Jack Kirby comic and then a, a newer a reboot comic that came out a few years back, but it's super fun. Great soundtrack. So... That's, nice. uh, that's it for our Marvel that does watching. Sound fun. You watching any Marvel things these days? Uh, I rewatched Ms. Marvel with my family oh, members because okay. they hadn't seen it, and we were like, "Let's do it." Yeah, yeah. I liked it better the second time. I around. wondered if you would. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed it the first time around, but the, the like second half of the season just felt a little weirdly paced, mm-hmm. and like some of yeah. the choices I was like, 
Yeah. It just felt like they were trying to shove all like 10 books into yeah. like yeah. a six episode season. And I, I remember feeling like, can we have a little bit more of her being Ms. Marvel? You right. know what I mean? Like I would like to right. see that. And so it kind of felt like not only were they doing an origin story, but they were also trying to like put in stuff that happens yeah. like really later in the run. And I'm yep. like, you should have just saved that yeah but that stuff didn't bother me like it still bothered me a little bit but it didn't bother me as much the second time around okay. i well, had more good. fun yeah so i know that movie the marvels got pushed back to the end of 2023 now so a mm. little bit longer to wait annoying what about just uh, in your real life out in the in world my real life so other than feverishly knitting yes i've been working on spanish on duolingo oh okay which i was doing for a long time and then i had like a really long streak and then my family went on vacation and I had no Wi-Fi and my streak went away. Oh, and I was like, I'm just going to rage it. quit. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but around the new year, I was like, I want to do this again. Yeah. And so I've been like just working on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of nice to keep up that part of my like language learning self. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, how hard was it to like get back in the zone? Did it come back to you quickly? Or? Not too hard. Okay. I took a good number of Spanish classes in college. Okay. And where I am like on Duolingo is not as far as like I learned, but I've gotten to the point where it's like I'm reviewing things that are like foggy memories from college. Okay. So that's good because it's areas where I'm like, which are these, you know, pronouns does it go first? Yeah. And it's like, I can kind of review that. So that's been really good. Nice. But it wasn't too hard to jump into. All right. How about you? What have you just been up to in your life? <laughs> well, uh, as at our time of recording, I'm in the midst of a week of performances of The Sound of Music by Rodgers and Hammerstein. Are you familiar ah. with The Sound of Me? <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yes, I'm playing Captain Von Trapp. Very exciting. Uh, a thankless role. <laughs> oh, dear. No, it's just, you know, it's just, it's not a, it's not a super fun or exciting role. It's, it's cool in that it's like an iconic role. It's like you say Sound mm-hmm. of Music and like Captain Von Trapp. And I feel like a lot of people will be like, oh, of course, that's cool. Right. But I spend a lot of time like with my arms behind my back, blowing whistles and stuff. That makes but, sense. That makes no, sense. I have some cool moments. I have some cool songs. Uh, and we opened on a Wednesday, which is unusual. That is unusual. And it was completely sold out. Like it was. Oh packed. my gosh. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Bizarre. And it went really well. Like it was, we were all marveling after the fact. We were like, this is actually the best this has ever gone. And it was nice. like the first time in front of the crowd. So nice. That's good. Um, we're doing six shows in five days, which is a little exhausting. So like, we'll see how I'm feeling after. I feel like I'm going to have a crash. Usually what yeah. happens after I've been in a play where I'm like super busy, like the day after I'm like, all right, now you can be the sick that you weren't for the yep. last six weeks mm-hmm. uh, and have a crash. So I'll keep you posted on that. Okay. But well, Godspeed. Yeah, most of, uh, most of my outer life has been spent in the, in the hills of Austria, <laughs> which happened to be alive with the sound of with music. The sound of music. In a not creepy way. Right. No, not creepy. The hills being alive is not something we should be concerned about. No, no. The hills, it's not a hills have eyes kind of situation. Right. Definitely uh, not. Just, uh, it's musical and magical. So, (laughs) do you, how do you feel about Rodgers and Hammerstein? Do you like, uh, I mean, I know you musical theater and stuff. What's your favorite Rodgers and Hammerstein show? (laughs) I'm not sure offhand. See, I'm not always great at like knowing Mm. what things came from what people. Gotcha. So I couldn't tell you for sure which shows are Rodgers and Hammerstein okay. shows. All right. I feel like The King and I maybe has the best music. Okay. But I don't, it's, it's a little problematic as a show. <laughs> but the music, like, you know, in something like Grand Night for Singing or something, when they repurpose that music, it's so great. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I really like Allegro, which we did together. Ah, yes. That was Forever fun. ago, which is kind of like their big flop. But 
such a such a great like it would be perfect for Broadway now, you know, because right. it's a, it's a very modern kind of sound. So you know, I mean, I love the classics, so it's it's fun to be doing Sound of Music, but mm-hmm. I. I would like to do a role that's more, you know, like give me Harold Hill and the Music Man any day. You right. know what I mean? So uh, looking forward to having lunch on our next episode. I mean, that's exciting. Yes. It so will be good. You're, you're going to be posting your recipe, correct? I will be posting my okay. recipe. Probably maybe, very soon. So okay. people have time to look that's at it. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. And we've decided that I'm going to wait until like go time. Right? So we, I think so. So we can get a real reaction. We can get reaction. first impressions. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So... Just to recap, in our first episode, I made Allie listen to Elvis and watch Elvis movies. Uh, I have some more I can recommend. So if you're ever in the zone for more Elvis, you let me know. I know who to ask. Uh, And Allie suggested to me that I try miso soup. And that's what we're going to do. And then Allie uh, is in for a surprise. And I haven't chosen what it is. is. Oh, I don't either. So it's a surprise for both of us. But uh, we'll turn the tables on you and you'll have something new to try here on But Have You Tried. You can give me revenge for the miso soup if you don't Well, maybe I'll love it. Maybe yeah, you'll love it. If you know. love it, you can give me something nice. Yeah, I'll have two. I'll have and two if I, envelopes. And if you hate it, then you can be like, here's my revenge pick. <laughs> yeah, you have to chosen To get back at you for choosing miso soup. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, I'll see you next time when Sounds we dine good. on miso soup. Yeah, it'll be a feast. <laughs>